Today is Tuesday, July 19th, 2022, and Kamala Harris compares abortion to slavery, accidentally making a pro-life argument. White House press secretary does not know who Clarence Thomas is, and CNN destroys the Biden presidency. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Let's get to some news. On Friday, President Biden held a controversial meeting with the crown prince of Saudi Arabia. But the real controversy was that Biden greeted him with a fist bump. Watch this, watch this. Biden said that wasn't a fist bump, that was me trying to punch him as hard as I could. Not a great look. It's like uh, greeting Putin with a chest bump and a bro hug. My man, what are you doing? <laughs> Meanwhile, I read that Dr. Fauci said that he plans to retire by the end of President Biden's term. Mm. And then everyone turned to Biden like, is there anything you'd like to announce, too? <laughs> of course, once he's gone, Fauci will be replaced by a new, slightly weaker variant. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, we are witnessing the collapse of the diseased temple that is the liberal world order. We began this show with a Jimmy Fallon clip showing you a couple of things. One, this is a corporate media comic. This is a guy who gets paid a big fat corporate checks from corporations. This man is not allowed to insult or make fun of the regime. Fidel Castro says everything in favor of the revolution and everything against the revolution must die. And so Jimmy Fallon is one of those people who is showing you exactly where we're headed right now. If you're allowed to make fun of Joe Biden and if you're allowed to make fun of Dr. Fauci, it means they've lost control. It means that the pillars of the diseased temple are collapsing. It means that they do not have the things that propped them up to get them to this point. They're done and they know it and they're finished and they're gonna act in their own self-interest now. Jimmy Fallon needs ratings. CNN needs ratings. We're gonna get to later in this show how CNN is just gone and done it. Damn gone done it. That's what CNN is. They gone done it. Joe Biden, they have torpedoed and flown the kamikaze directly into the USS Biden. It's finished. The polling out from CNN is so catastrophic. And so you see these collapsing of the pillars, the entertainment pillars that made Joe Biden approachable and human. The media pillars that propped Joe Biden up with fake polls and lies that he was a foreign policy expert or, or, or that, he was, uh, that he was sentient, right? That he had any capacity for senility. These pillars are collapsing in real time. And then finally, the pillars of the Democrat Party base, his own base, is collapsing in support of him. They don't support the man anymore. The New York Times proves it. Poll after poll proves it. Young people, black people, Latino people fleeing this diseased man. And not just because they don't want their hair to be sniffed. No, no, because they know that what he is doing is making their lives worse. It's very simple making their lives worse. And we just want to say, before we get to our first story, thank you for making our lives better. We have been seeing record viewership. If you want to help out this show, it's very simple. We'll never ask you for money. We know it's hard times for a lot of people. People we know can barely afford gas to get to work. And so we ain't doing that. The number one thing you can do to help us out, subscribe to our show. Subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Open up that little podcast app and just click subscribe. That really helps us out. Share this show, click like, ding the bell on YouTube, and keep watching on Rumble. We're growing like crazy. 
and it's because of you, and we just want to say thank you. It's also because of our boy Sam, the Sam Cam, ready to go. Sam in the studio. Look at us go. The Sam Cam is ready to rock. Sam's going to be going on his honeymoon pretty soon. It's going to be amazing. We, he ain't taking the Sam Cam on his honeymoon. I promise you that. It's illegal, uh, and we wouldn't want the show to get kicked off the air. So we wish Sam the very best. And because of you, we can have this great studio that we're building out and this great system to bring you the news that you can use and the news you want to hear and cover the stories that you see as valuable. And this is a story that I wanted to lead off with today. Even though the Biden administration is collapsing from within, there are a lot of really juicy stories. This stuck out to me as just such a plainly obvious boomerang. You throw the boomerang, and it hits you, clocks you right back in the nose, gives you a bloody nose. Wiley Coyote finds the Acme rocket and fires it, okay, to get to the Roadrunner, and it turns out that his leg is tied to the rocket, and he just gets dragged through the desert, and he hits a boulder and falls off a cliff. This is such a self-owned by Kamala Harris. It just smacked me yesterday as so endemic of this administration's inability to message, communicate, or even think through the next step of the argument. They ain't playing checkers and chess. They ain't even playing chess. I'm sorry, they ain't even playing checkers. <laughs> they ain't moving the pieces like even one step forward. They're, they're, like, they're like trying to balance one, one block on top of another and incapable of doing that. They're, it's not possible for them to put a puzzle together with two, just two giant pieces. They can't do that. You're talking like, lo, like literally the lowest possible end of the recovery room inside the nursing home. They can't do the simple things right. And so thus, we had to show you how Kamala Harris is making pro-life arguments for the rest of us yesterday. Kamala Harris compared abortion to slavery. Now, this is, again, a repugnant thing to do in politics. If you are losing the argument in politics, you either bring up Hitler, right? This is how you know you're losing. You bring up Hitler or slavery. It's either slavery or it's Hitler. And, okay, so I'll make the arguments both ways. But what Kamala Harris said is that claiming ownership over human bodies is an American pastime. America has a history of claiming ownership over human bodies. Harris compares abortion to slavery. Kamala Harris said this in remarks yesterday at the NAACP uh, 113th National Conference. I'm going to play you the comments, and then I'm going to show you exactly how Kamala Harris made our point for us. Go. We know, NAACP, that our country has a history of claiming ownership over human bodies. Okay, so that's weird. What do you mean by that? Well, she means slavery, right? So what she's trying to do is make the connection that stopping a woman from killing her unborn child is slavery. Now, here's the problem with that argument. And it just really does go on to show you how incompetent this administration is. Kamala Harris lost a speechwriter this last week after four months. So Kamala Harris's chief speechwriter left after four months. In her, in her resignation letter, she wrote, I resign because I'm resigning. My resignation is resigning. And because of that, I have resigned. That was uh, the speechwriter's 
uh, resignation letter. But Kamala Harris doesn't think through the argument here because slavery is by definition, and I am sitting here looking at Encyclopedia Britannica, definition of slavery. When you lose the, when somebody loses bodily autonomy, when another person controls your fate and your body and your very life, the definition of slavery properly applied would be you controlling, taking a sentient human being and controlling their life, meaning you could murder them and you'd have the legal right to. That's what the definition of slavery means. So in this allegory, actually, the people who would be the slave owners are the abortion on demand, abortion up to the point of birth people. Those are the people who would be the modern day slave owners because they're the people who do not respect a human being's right to life right to self-determination. Make it very clear for you, never in the history of humanity has a child chosen to be aborted. Never in the history of humanity has a child opted to be killed in the womb. Every single child wants the right to life, and every child is guaranteed the right to life here in America. It is woven into our very foundation of our Constitution. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness is written right there at the very top. That means that in America, unlike many other nations, you have the right to life. It is your birthright. And so it is truly maniacal uh, for Kamala Harris to try and make this conflation, but in doing so, swings the bat as hard as she can, and it boomerangs back around and clocks her right in the face. Because this metaphor, don't hunt. This doesn't work. The people who are violating human rights and the people who are violating bodily autonomy are indeed the abortionists who are not giving an American a different body, a different being, somebody with different DNA, a chance at life. The end. Welcome to the month of July, or as we call it on this show, MAGA month. This is a month where we celebrate America and our founding, the 4th of July, fireworks, grilling, drinking beer, and you know what's another amazing American tradition? Gold. That's right. America used to have a currency that was backed by gold. That's what prevented out-of-control inflation back in the day. Did you know that George Washington actually held an enormous amount of gold personally in order to ensure his investments. Be as smart as George Washington and invest in something with physical value. I'm talking physical gold for my friends at Birch Gold. Text Benny to 989898 to get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals from Birch. I did this and my family got in the mail. Physical gold and silver delivered securely to our home, and now it's in our bank account, and we've never felt more secure. And it's all because of my friends at the A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, five-star reviews, thousands of satisfied customers, Birch Gold. Text Benny to 989898 to go gold. Be as smart as a founding father, ladies and gentlemen. Birch Gold. Thanks again, Kamala. Really appreciate it. Corinne Jean-Pierre was asked about Kamala Harris's comments at the White House. She had uh, this to say, classic. Uh, and just following up on something, something the vice president said today, does the president agree with her that the recent Supreme Court decision on abortion access is similar to slavery? Uh, I 
have not seen her comments. I would like to see her comments for myself comment before. Was, we know NAACP that our country has a history of claiming ownership over human bodies. And today, extremist so-called leaders are criminalizing doctors and punishing women from making health care decisions for themselves. Well, she is correct. Today's decisions are criminalizing doctors um, and essentially taking the rights away from uh, women, uh, taking the freedom away from women, uh, uh, really uh, taking away people's privacy. That does matter, and, and that is important. Slavery. So the president Look, agrees. For me, I, I appreciate you reading out what she said. I need to actually see exactly uh, what was uh, uh, what was uh, what was said, and in what in what complete context. That's what I need to do as as a spokesperson for the administration. She's so bad at her job. She's so bad at her job. She is just so terrible at this. <laughs> Here is what the vice president said. Let me read it to you, word for word. Uh, I would need to see it written out. Uh, here it is, written out. I just read it for you. I would need to see the context. I just read it to you, word for word. I don't know. And Corinne Jean-Pierre doesn't know. She doesn't know many things, including who Clarence Thomas is. Clarence Thomas is the most famous, most prominent, most powerful Supreme Court justice living in America right now. Probably one of the most powerful in American history and inarguably one of the most famous. I mean, it's hard to really argue that Clarence Thomas is not the most famous Supreme Court justice ever. People know him. They make t-shirts of him. We have a t-shirt of Clarence Thomas, the Supreme shirt. Clarence Thomas is unknown, however, to the White House. Corrine Jean-Pierre said that he is Judge Thompson yesterday. <laughs> Play the video. It, sh it should raise concerns. As we know um, from the Dobbs decision, uh, one of the things that uh, we saw uh, from, uh, from Judge Thompson is that they're looking to go further, uh, uh, whether it's uh, privacy, contraception, or uh, marriage equality. <laughs> Judge Thompson. <laughs> Oh, it's great. You know, I'm just such a huge football fan. In fact, I have a job at ESPN. And what I really like is watching the quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tam Brady. I really like watching Brady. Brady. Broty? Whoever that guy is. Real guy. Real guy. Definitely. His name's Tam. His last name's Brady. It's so stupid. Stupid! You don't even know. Judge Thompson. There's no Judge Thompson. It's Judge Clarence Thomas. He's the longest-serving Supreme Court justice on the court right now. He was nominated in 92, and he's the most famous Supreme Court justice in American history. I mean, I think that's arguable. Has no idea. The White House is such a dumpster fire. It's such an abysmal dumpster fire. Kamala Harris making pro-life arguments for us. And again, comparing her side to slave owners. Because that's exactly what you do. When you, when you invite those kind of, that kind of commentary, and that kind of commentary is so stupid. I mean, think about this. That commentary is so stupid that somebody who's like a, like a moth to a call it racist flame, Corrine Jean-Pierre, you we've played the supercut for you. There's a call, everything I don't like, everything I don't like in the world is racist. Corrine Jean-Pierre can't do it. Even Corrine Jean-Pierre is like, ah, I don't know, man. That's a little far for me. This is how miserable the White House is. And it's not getting any better because CNN has just dropped 
the nuclear weapon on Joe Biden's presidency. It's uranium-235. The atoms split in midair. They'd hit the ground, and the Joe Biden administration has been atomized, vaporized, finished. CNN released their own polling yesterday and has been talking nonstop about it. CNN says that Joe Biden is the most unpopular president in American history. Now verified, finished. You're done, pack it in, the turkey's cooked. Joe Biden is done. This is the last pillar of the diseased temple that was propping up Joe Biden and it has now crumbled completely. The last pillar was the corporate press. Joe Biden wouldn't have been able to assume this office without the corporate press. Joe Biden didn't campaign. We covered yesterday. Joe Biden might have been taking senility pills on, according to Tucker Carlson, on the campaign. This administration is a disaster. And without the corporate press propping them up, and doing their narrative messaging for them, you wouldn't have a Biden administration. So when CNN is now saying mm, it's time to take the bat to the old knees of the administration, time to get our Nancy Kerrigan on with old rickety Joe Biden shuffling around, boy, oh boy, it is time to panic. And that's exactly what's happening. What did CNN find in their poll? They found that 38% of Americans approve of Joe Biden. That is the lowest in presidential history at this point. 25% think he's done a good job on inflation. That's also historically low. And CNN cannot stop talking about this on air, which is an extra insult to injury because everything CNN publishes doesn't mean they have to do long, drawn-out segments on it. I'm going to show you a segment here with Jake Tapper and David Shalian of CNN. And what, like the nails that get pounded into the coffin are just never-ending. Okay, let's go. First clip from CNN. Showed his overall job approval rating a bit earlier. Here it is again. The 38% approve, 62% disapprove. This is a numeric low mark for the president in CNN polling. But he's been in this low range, which is a big warning sign, of course, for his party. Uh, but I would also note Republicans and independents have stayed pretty consistent. One of the reasons his numbers have gone down a bit, Jake, is because he's losing support among his fellow Democrats. Then we asked folks, how about, how's he doing on a series of issues? 46% approval on the situation in Ukraine, 39% approval on immigration. But take a look at these numbers here. On the economy, he's at 30% approval, below his overall approval. And on inflation, only 25% of respondents approve of how the president is tackling what is the most pressing issue by far, people say, in terms of the economy's impacting their family. So two things in that clip that are very important. David Chalian saying that the reason that Joe Biden is hitting historic lows is not because Republicans have moved or independents have moved. It's because Democrats have moved. It's because his own party have moved against him. And his own party is saying that Joe Biden is getting a 30% on the economy and 46% in Ukraine. Remember, Ukraine was supposed to be the current thing. The message was about Ukraine. This was supposed to be the moment where the West stood up and that Joe Biden became this gallant white knight riding the white horse over the mountaintop. And Gandalf, the gray, Gandalf, the white, comes and saves Helm's Deep right from the Russians. 
from the orcs of Vladimir Putin. Not the case. Joe Biden's underwater with Ukraine. And we have done nothing. The Uniparty has done nothing but helicopter money right into one of the most corrupt regions on planet Earth. Voldemir Zelensky has now fired, I think, his entire government. According to recent reports, it's like a 26-year-old with zero government experience who's now in charge of messaging for Ukraine. Guys, it's a nightmare what's going on over there. There's no accountability for where the money is, but they're just going to fire hose more inflationary cash into that region. And Joe Biden and the Americans are sick of Joe Biden doing this. Americans are sick of watching our prices spiral upward. And Joe Biden says, hey, hey, baby, you guys pay, you got to pay more back to boots at the, de- at the mass station because of Putin. You get to pay, the gas nozzle goes right in your Putin. And this is exactly what Joe Biden says. Americans are saying, hey, get bent, you old grandpa, you old shuffling around mustard stained bathrobe jerk. I am not going to be paying more money. I can't take my kids to soccer practice because of your war in Ukraine. Joe Biden underwater in Ukraine is the biggest takeaway from that, other than the fact that Joe Biden is losing support among Democrats. The crumbled disease temple has collapsed. Check out the next clip. Ooh, it gets juicier. CNN saying that 21% of Americans think things are going well. Woo! How well are things going in the country today? Only 21% say things are going well. I want to put that in some historical context for you. 21% is the low point. This goes back, in fact, off this chart, Jake. You have to go back to 2009 to find a time when the American electorate uh, was this dissatisfied with the way things were going in the country. And when we ask specifically about economic conditions and we say, can you rate the economic conditions today? Look at this number. 82% of respondents in this poll say economic conditions in America are poor only 18% say that economic conditions are you have to go back to 2009 to find a time when the american electorate was this dissatisfied what happened in 2009 well republicans won 60 house seats that's what happened in 2010 and then they won the senate back in a historic absolute repudiation of barack obama and his socialist administration it truly is historic times that we are living in. Joe Biden is actually more uh, uh, hated by his own party than any incumbent president ever in history. So you're talking like historic numbers within Democrats. If you pull the cross tabs of this polling out, you're seeing the least popular single party president. It ain't even Republicans doing this damage. It's Democrats. Joe Biden is... Less popular than ass cancer. The next clip proves it. Go. How is Biden doing compared to his predecessors? One way we look at that, Jake, we ask folks, do you believe Joe Biden has the right priorities? Okay, so right now only 31% say yes. President Biden has the right priority. 68% say no. This is up 10 points uh, since we scored this uh, last year in the Biden presidency. So now let's take a look at how that 31% who say, yes, he has the right priorities, stacks up against his modern era predecessors. Look at that. Not very well. 31% for Biden is clearly the low watermark of all Trump, Obama, Bush, and Clinton on this score, Jake. 
So, yeah. So let's just say that Joe Biden is about as popular as a screen door on a submarine, and it's getting worse. Look at the numbers on your screen. 38%, 62% disapprove. That goes into the high 70s when you break out the crosstabs for the economy. Guys, you have the high 80s when you get into the crosstabs for inflation. The high 80s, he's into the low teens. You can find... STDs that have popularity in the low teens, it's just a truly viral presidency in the wrong way. It is historic in all the wrong ways. Joe Biden has truly, truly done a number on his party. And that's why we true that's why we believe in our heart of hearts that Americans are going to repudiate and reject the Democrat Party, and it's why you see young people, black people, Latino people, minorities across the board fleeing the Democrat Party and moving into a centrist new movement. They are disgusted with the way things work. They're disgusted with the hierarchy and the rule of the elites, and they are sickened by a group of people whose last priority is Americans. The America First movement is excellent messaging because it says, hey, we're going to care about you taking your kids to soccer practice. We're going to care about the grocery store prices, and we're going to care about protecting you and your safety. It's a very simple messaging. Joe Biden cares about building walls and funding Ukrainian safety, not about American safety. Joe Biden cares about making sure the won is strong, not the American dollar is strong. Joe Biden cares about canceling oil drilling here in America and going and begging hat in hand to the Saudis. And the Saudis, of course, don't increase production. Best I can give you, sorry, pal, best I can give you is lower approval ratings. It's a humiliation and a disgrace, and the people are sick of it. And how many times have we said it on the show? It's not hypocrisy. In my company, we are banned from using the word hypocrisy in a headline. It's not about hypocrisy. It's about hierarchy. These are the kind of things you do when you have total power. You feel empowered to crush people and destroy their lives without remorse. Luckily for Joe Biden, there will be a boomerang, but what you're seeing now in small doses across society are people getting sickened by the not double standard, not hypocrisy, the hierarchy. The perfect distillation of this is Stephen freaking Colbert. Stephen Colbert and his group of absolute jackass derelicts that went wandering through the halls of Congress. We have many friends in Congress. We called them and asked about this. They didn't want to go on the record because this was a criminal ongoing procedure. It was very testy in Congress. But maybe some of them will go on the record now that Stephen Colbert's late show staff have been essentially let go. They won't be prosecuted in Washington, D.C. for unlawful entry into the United States Capitol. DOJ says they wouldn't have been able to get convictions for those including the comedian behind Triumph the Insult Comic Dog. Now, uh, a couple things here. I am pro-comedian. I am pro-comedy. I am pro-comedy that offends me and that upsets me. That's not bad comedy. It's not even offensive. It's just something I don't like. Ricky Gervais makes this point in his most recent stand-up special, and he is an excellent point. No such thing as a bad joke. There's just a joke that you didn't like. Well, that's your problem, pal. Move on. 
There's no such thing as like bad comedy. It's just comedy you don't like. Now, I think these people are jackasses. I think they haven't been funny in decades. I think that Stephen Colbert has the woke mind virus and Stephen Colbert uh, is truly not funny. It's anti-comedy what he does, but he has a right to do it legally. That's the problem. So what happened here, according to our sources in the United States Capitol and the United States Capitol Police, who have spoken to us directly about this issue, is that Stephen Colbert's team of comedians were welcomed into the U.S. Capitol compound. It's a large compound made up of five different buildings, and they were welcomed into this compound. And what they were doing is they were harassing members of Congress. Well, okay, that's fine. You just keep walking, right? Alex Stein has every right to yell at AOC. You're on public grounds. You just keep walking if you don't like it. All right. Here's the issue. They were creating a disturbance and people weren't able to go about congressional proceedings. Now, there are rules to decorum in the in the in the U.S. Capitol. There are rules. Capitol Police asked them to abide by those rules. They didn't do it. And then they were kicked out. They went back in. They were kicked out again. And then what happened is there are visiting hours at the U.S. Capitol and it closes down, just like any museum or any federal building, you know, like, just like any store, just like a McDonald's. Like, it closes down at a certain time, like a Dunkin' Donuts, okay? You can't break into the Dunkin' Donuts after hours. That's what these people did. Now, how do they get in? A congressional staffer let them in. A congressional staffer from, I think, Jake Oshenschloss. He's a, a, a member of Congress from Massachusetts. He brought them into the Capitol building, and then the, the, you're supposed to, you can do that, but you're supposed to escort these mem- these people around. So if you bring in guests, you're supposed to escort them. I've gone in and had like a, like a beer with Ted Cruz after hours. Ted Cruz's cool b- beer collection, Texas beer collection's office. And he had me in after hours and we drank a beer together. It was super cool. It was rad, man. But I had to be escorted in and out because I don't work. I don't have a capital badge, right? I didn't work there. And so the, the Ted Cruz staffer had to escort me in and escort me out of the building. That's fine. I am not allowed to wander the halls. All right. This makes a ton of sense. So the, what happened was these comedians had been kicked out multiple times and then they were brought in after hours and continued to harass Lauren Boebert is one of the people. They were outside of her office specifically yelling and making noise and doing this after hours. These are times when members of Congress are supposed to have privacy in their offices and they were, of course, being harassing and being noisy. And so Capitol Police arrested them for defying their orders and being there after hours and being there without an escort. That's what happened. That's the full rundown of this story. Now, why are they not in prison? How is this any different from January 6th? Unlawful entry is where they're putting multiple January 6th defendants, including people that I personally know. I didn't actually, I wasn't actually aware that somebody who I knew growing up is now serving time in federal prison because they were welcomed into the Capitol by police officers, right? These comedians, comedians, put big quotes around them, these people were brought into the Capitol and let allowed to roam free after hours when they had been told they weren't allowed in there. So the equivalent of this would be the Capitol Capitol, uh, rioters, right? Like, Like essentially punching out the cops at the Capitol and like barging their way in to the U.S. Capitol. Now, it was an insane day that day, but we've all seen the footage of the doors being open and the people walking in. I hope that Republicans get to the bottom of this as to why that happened. The Capitol should be secure. There should never be any riots at the Capitol, okay? Period. Now, what's the deal? Why aren't these guys rotting in jail for life? Well, the 
district attorney there in Washington, D.C., okay, correction, forgive me, the U.S. Attorney's Office confirmed they would not be moving forward with the case. The office would be required to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that these invited guests were guilty of a crime of unlawful entry because their escort chose to leave them unattended. That's what the federal prosecutor said in a statement. Among the attendees were Robert Smigel, best known for his character Triumph the Insult Comic Dog. Smigel is 62, and he's well past his funny stages. The Insult the Comic Dog used to be really hilarious, and now Robert Smigel is just an old, warped, childless, sad, miserable, uh, decrepit liberal. The United States Capitol Police has been working with the U.S. Attorney's Office in the District of Columbia since June 16th, the unlawful entry case that involved the group of nine people associated with The Late Show. The United States Capitol Police arrested nine people for unlawful entry because the members of the group had been told several times that they entered the U.S. Capitol building. They had to remain with staff escorts inside the building. They failed to do so. The United States Capitol Police was just informed by the U.S. Attorney's Office of the District of Columbia declining to prosecute the case. We respect the decision the office has made. So what does this do for Capitol Police? And that ain't a great time for Capitol Police. One, you have AOC standing there on the front of the court on the front of the steps of the Capitol, saying that the Capitol Police let the rioters into the building on January 6th, okay? So you're getting it from all sides, Capitol Police. This would have been a great time for the Capitol Police to say, we don't care who you are, we don't care where you come from, if you violate our orders, it is our job to protect and defend this building, you're going to federal prison, Jack, paraphrase Joe Biden. But to paraphrase somebody who governs like Joe Biden, Fidel Castro, Fidel Castro famously said, everything is permissible in service to the revolution. And everything that goes against the revolution will be crushed. This is the governing principle here. If you are on the side, if you are on the side of the ruling class, if you are a comedian doing the dutiful service, licking the boots and kissing the asses of the ruling party, if you are Stephen Colbert, if you are the PR wing of the Democrat apparatchik, DNC comedian, he is a DNC certified comedian, a corporate comedian, licking the boots of the Democrat party in service to permanent Democrat rule, then you don't have to have any consequences for your actions. That's what's going on here. Everything in favor of the revolution is permissible. By the way, Fidel Castro says that while he's enslaving black men and gay men for being black and gay. Sometimes both. Check it out. And then torturing them to death. Go ahead and look, Che Guevara. When you're wearing a t-shirt from Hot Topic that has Che Guevara on it, you should go ahead and check out what that dude did to your protected classes, libs. Everything in favor of the revolution is permissible and everything against the revolution will be crushed. So, if you're granny and you wander into the Capitol waving a 99-cent American flag from Walmart, you go to federal prison. Are you 72? It doesn't matter. Go to you're going to jail. If you're doing arguably worse because these people were told multiple times to leave the U.S. Capitol, then you get off scot-free. They won't even prosecute you. It's not, they wouldn't even take him to trial. Like, it'd be worse if, like, you got brought to trial and then a Washington, D.C. jury full of smug a-holes throws, you know, throws you the key to get out of jail. That's what they did with Michael Sussman in the Durham case. Durham never lost a trial, but, hey, you never went up against the Uniparty in Washington, D.C., and that's what happened.
This is what people are sick of. This is what people are repulsed by. And this is why you will see the true revolution coming here in America. And it will be a peaceful revolution of people saying no to the hierarchy. That's what's about to happen. And this is exactly why I'm looking at polling right now that says trust in our corporate press is at an all-time low, at 11% and 16% for television news and newspapers. So what Stephen Colbert does for a living? Yeah, that's at 11%. Trust in the corporate press. This is why, you jackals, shame on them. Should spend the rest of their lives in prison. I truly hope that there's some type of mechanism where when Kevin McCarthy takes over, where they can recharge these people. I really do. I really hope so. I hope they open an investigation into this insurrection. Absolute jackals. Well, Republicans are indeed fighting back and doing it in a based manner, and we are very excited for what's queued up. Kevin McCarthy signaling and Senate Republicans signaling that they are about to make life a living hell for leftists inside the Capitol. It ain't going to be pretty and the tears are going to flow and they're going to taste like ice cream and we're going to drink them all. Republicans launch a bill that would require fathers to pay child support to unborn babies. Good. Yes. Great job. Great. Love. Thank you. Good. Marco Rubio is sponsoring this bill and this is uh, absolutely in line with our values. The values saying that, yes, the child has its own DNA, has its own gender. The, ch- the unborn baby has the capacity for life. It is illegal to smash a California condor egg. Why do I choose California condors? Because they're insanely rare and extremely endangered. There's only a handful of them left. And if you were to take a hammer to a California condor egg, the state of California would put you in prison for like, a minimum sentence of 30 years. There are like these really, really strict rules about California condors. Why? Well, if you smash California condor egg, what you would be doing is you would be hurting the thing that had potential for life. You'd be killing it. You'd be killing a thing that had the potential for life to give forth life to a endangered species. I'm not saying human beings are endangered as much as Bill Gates would like us to be, but I'm saying that we are using the same principles here applied to unique, just because babies aren't born, just because mammals don't give birth in eggs, right? Doesn't stop that principle. Except for, I think, a platypus. I think platypus is like the only mammal that gives, gives birth in, in, in eggs. It's insane. Like when scientists found the platypus, they didn't believe it was a real animal. Great story. I've never seen a platypus. I'd like to meet one. I'd like to own one. Can, can, can I have a pet a platypus? I'm not sure. If we did, we'll put a camera on it and it can be part of the Benny Show. Republicans launch bill that would require fathers to pay support for unborn babies. Senators say legislation would make it possible for a mother to get back pay as early as conception. Way to go. Senator Kevin Kramer, Republican North Dakota, introduced the Unborn Child Support Act last week that would amend the Social Security Act to ensure that a child support for unborn children is collected and distributed under the support enforcement mechanism. Good. Go in. The bill has nine Republican co-sponsors already. Marco Rubio, Rick Scott, Blackburn, Hyde Smith, blah, and so on and so on. Pro-choice advocates have accused Republicans of not providing enough assistance to mothers or children despite being pro-life. The bill looks to remedy such criticisms, particularly after the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade and Dobbs. Justice, uh, Justice Thompson being the deciding vote there. 
<laughs> According to Corinne Jean-Pierre. Way to go. Be the party of parents. This is how we win. This is how we win. Be the party of parents. And the party of parents wouldn't be allowing the baby shortage formula to be taking place here in America. Baby shortage formula has gotten worse, actually. So when you have your newborn baby, you may not be able to feed it. Mothers can't feed their babies for a myriad of reasons. There are a ton of reasons why mothers may formula feed. We're not going to get into all of them right now, but there ain't no shame in it. That's just the way the cookie crumbles. Hey, that's just life uh, in the open plains. Sometimes some moms can't feed their babies uh, with breast milk. All right. So they need formula, including multiple mothers in my direct family need formula and the formula shortage has gotten worse. It's fallen out of the news, but we're going to cover the story because it's very, very important. Baby formula shortage gets worse. Biden announces his 17th international delivery of out of stock numbers rise the highest level this year. Joe Biden said that we would have food shortages. Uh, what he, what he didn't delineate was that it'd be food shortages for teeny infants, American babies. President Joe Biden's administration announced the 17th operation to fly in formula. The administration announced that two flights uh, to transport Nestle Health Science amino acid-based formula from Switzerland to JFK Airport in New York. The delivery would include the equivalent of 800,000 eight-ounce bottles of formula, which will be distributed to hospitals and healthcare centers. The formula availability dropped to its lowest level this year. 30% of products out of stock this week to date. White House official told the Daily Mail, we are seeing some rebuilding of retailer stocks. Oh, that's comforting. How does that work out? So your baby's screaming, your baby's crying, your baby's hungry, mom. Uh, The White House says, we're seeing some rebuilding. Got it? Federal government has worked in lockstep with the private sector to ramp up domestic productions. No, you people shut down the productions. You jackals shut down the productions and you didn't have to at Abbott Foods. We know the drill here. We're going to do everything we can to increase production. But again, we want to make sure that safety is our first priority, they said. That translates to 70% stock rate for the week, which is down from 77% stock rate. So the stock rate for baby formula is collapsing. They're not doing close to enough and they're not getting close to enough heat for this. Republicans, hear me now. Hear me now. This is our moment. This is the point where we can win forever for the end of time. There are more parents than anything in America. White people, black people, Hispanic people. There are more parents. Parents is the largest and most motivated voting bloc in this country. Why are they the most motivated? Because they have the most to lose. Nobody wants to lose a child. Nobody wants to see their child go hungry. There's not a single parent on planet Earth that wants to see their child live a worse life than they lived. Why is that? California condor eggs, baby. It's in our nature. It's in our nature. You don't want to punch a baby. You don't want to smash an egg. You want to be kind to a baby. A little baby smiles at you. I have a three-month-old. Little three-month-old is all smiley now. There's a stage of baby development where they just smile all the time. That's all they're doing. They're smiling and laughing. And my three-month-old, her name's Juliet, and she's in that stage now. And it is adorable. She just makes hearts melt everywhere she goes. It's in our nature. And so parents are the most motivated voting base in the country. And so every issue is laid on a platter for the new right to take on and become the party of parents. Critical race theory gender indoctrination, baby 
shortage formula. School safety after Uvalde. And after we've seen this just repulsive footage of the Uvalde police officers, 400 police officers just do nothing. You brought in the size of an army. How many guys were at the Alamo? There were like only like, what was it, like 500 guys at the Alamo. So you had more armed cops in full tack gear sitting there at the Uvalde school versus one dude. You had all of Santa Ana's army attacking the Alamo. And you had the number of guys that were defending the Alamo there in Texas, and you can't take on one clinically depressed, inexperienced, translucent skin, total loser that's sitting there, scum of the earth, satanic, demon-possessed, human trash who goes and kills children. Unbelievable. What is happening now is a moment where we can take back the narrative and say, we will be the party of the parents. We will defend the kids in their schools. We will give the children food. We will make gas cheaper so you can drive your kids to soccer practice. And by the way, the American dollar is now more valuable than the euro. So it is officially called soccer. It is no longer called football. We know what football is. It's called soccer. Eat it, Europe. All right. It's you now are forced to say soccer because the American dollar is worth more than the euro. Shockingly, you people. Anyhow, the truth is, is that this is the winning message and the winning path forward for the new right. Make parenthood, make creating children, make the defense of parenthood and the defense of the family the cornerstone of our party. Forget all the other, forget all the, forget, forget every other talking point. If you just did that, made lives good for parents and children around the country, you'd win for the next hundred years. That's where we're at. We want to win and we are winning and we thank you for being part of it. We are winning because we have our priorities right on the show. God, family, country. God, family, country. That is the priority for the show. We are the new right. We are ascendant. We are 80% of the country and we're going to act like it. We're free men and women. We were born this way. <laughs> And thank you for joining us today on The Benny Show.